Bob Jones had some prophetic words, and Chuck Pierce had some, Rick Joyner had some, uh, Todd Bentley had some words. And basically what it was is there was they were seeing pockets of fire that were throughout the nation. There were like fires that they saw, different cities and different states. But when it came to Ohio, they didn't see a certain city on fire. It was the whole state of Ohio. The whole state of Ohio was set ablaze. It was set ablaze. So we're believing this, that that, that means this, that there's going to be a revival that will come forth in this state that we have not seen before. And we're contending and believing for God to do something. And if it's going to start here, come on, we just want to say yes. If it's going to start so, we just want to say yes. We just want to be participators. We want to partner with God in whatever he wants to do. Whatever he wants to do. So one of the things that Todd shared, he began to cast vision about even, even our house. And for the most part, you know, this is, this is the family here. So he began to speak about, he mentioned about the cobwebs. And I thought it was really interesting because as he started talking about the cobwebs, he says, I saw like the cobwebs being blown away. He had no idea for the past couple of weeks we had been cleaning nothing but cobwebs out. The night before we were in that room, the overflow room, having to clean every light fixture out because there was cobwebs that were built up. And I'm, I mean, we're literally there with, you know, we're, and we're doing one by one. He had no idea that. And then so we're sitting in the back room and we're talking and, and I said, you know, tell me more about the cobwebs. And he shares this with me. He says, you know, he says, Pete, I literally saw as I was speaking, he says, I saw the cobwebs and I saw the face of Jesus being emerging out of the cobwebs. And, you know, I, I was like, <clears throat> so I had to look up, what, you know, what is a cobweb? What is it, you know, is it like dust and you know, what, what is it really? Because, and I come to find out it's, it's an abandoned habitation for like the spiders. It's like, it's where they, it's, it's where they abandon their homes. And I said, Lord, are you speaking prophetically? That things have been dropped, mandals have been left, things that you had in store, the promises, everything. Alice released the word yesterday about the promises, about embracing your promise. And the Lord began to kind of just give me an understanding that there were mantles that had been, there were mantles and words and promises that had been spoken over this region, over this state, over this facility. This past week, I met so many people that used to be here from the very beginning. And they had so many amazing stories of like what God did and how there was a powerful move of God. and I mean, and you could see just the, the love and the glistening in their eyes and they begin to remember the goodness of what happened. Mm. I just feel the Lord right there. You know, and this thing with the cobwebs, things were dropped. People's hearts were broken. Things happened. But I'm going to tell you what, 
God said that He is blowing away the things of the old. And this past Thursday, there was a prophetic word that was released that there was a rededication of the land. There was a re, it was a reigniting of what God was going to do in this place. In this place. And I'm going to tell you what, I want to partner with God today. I want you to come and I want you to partner with God today. Partner with God, what God's going to do in the city, what He's going to do in the state, what He's going to do in your family. Ty was sharing how he saw the face of Jesus emerging out of the cobwebs. You know what that speaks to me? It speaks about the resurrection. The Lord's resurrecting things right now in the Spirit. Things that were sink dormant. And it's funny because Larry just this morning was giving me a story about, we were talking about going ice fishing. <laughs> I've never ice fished in my life. Just even those words coming out of my mouth is foreign. <laughs> but just the thought of a possibility of me doing that, I'm like, yeah, that might be like an option. But he said how you can catch the fish and you can throw it on the ice and it'll act like it's dead. Like it'll just... It'll act like it's dead, like it's, there's no life to it. I'm going to tell you what, but when you, as soon as you put it in water, that thing just springs back into action, and it does what it was created to do, and it'll wiggle, and it'll do all this kind of stuff. I'm going to tell you what, that's the same thing about your promises. That's the same thing about the, the mantles and, the, and the, the, the prophetic words that were spoken over this region, this land. Those things are not dead. They're waiting for the sons of God to pick up the mantles and say, God, I'll do it. I'll take it. Maybe, maybe they missed it, but God, I'll pick it up. I want revival. I'll pick it up. Who's willing to pick it up? Who's willing to say, I want more? And the Lord began to speak to me about the new breed. That the Lord is raising up the, He's raising up the remnant. It's the remnant of God. The, red, the people. The new breed. The visionaries. And I want to share an encounter that I had back in 2011. The Lord brought it back to my remembrance last night. And on this, I was, I was it was like almost an open vision that I saw, but I saw like, there was thousands and thousands of eggs. They were like eagle's eggs. And then what I did is I saw like the pinky, it was, it's wild, but I saw the pinky finger of the enemy. And he had a long hook nail. And what he was doing was every one of the eggs, he was going one by one and he was clipping the top of the egg and then he would get his pinky and he would stab it. And then he would bring it up. And he would go one by one. But the thing about the eggs were, the eggs were all empty. Every, every egg that he was stabbing, it was empty. And I began to, and, and you could feel like in this encounter, I could feel like the frustration where the enemy was getting so angry. Because he was like, oh. 
And then immediately, I was taken up to like this top of this mountain. And on the top of this mountain, there was a humongous tree the size of a building, the trunk size. And this trunk extended over like a, a ravine. And it was like you could see it was a cliff. Almost, it felt like it was in the heavens because it was clouds. And you could see that it was, there was no bottom. And on this tree, there was thousands of eggs. And I said, Lord, what is this? <laughs> he said, these, these are the eagles on the edge. He said this. These are the ones that I have kept in the secret place. He said, this is the new breed. And the Lord began to speak to me. He says, I'm raising up a remnant. I'm raising up a new prophetic voice. The revivalists, the, the, the evangelists, the prophets, the teachers. I'm raising up the new breed right now. And see, the whole thing with the enemy, the, the Lord knew exactly what he was doing. He, he just was keeping him busy. Meanwhile, the, the maturing of the eagles were taking and they're birthing. And the thing about these, this vision is that there was no way off of this ledge. The only way you could get off was to jump. That's the new breed. That's you and I. That we have no choice but to jump and say, God, I don't know what this looks like, but here I am. You want me to go to the nations? Okay, God, I'm going to say yes. And you're going to take that leap. He's raising up a new breed. The new breed will be the divine nature. They will have the divine nature of God. They will be the friends of God. John 15, 15 says, I do not call you servants. That word servants in this context means slaves. I do not call you slaves any longer. For the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you my friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard my father say and do. This means that he has revealed to you and I everything that he has learned from Papa God. Everything that, that the Father knows, he says, we have access to. That means there's nothing hidden. That means that we have all access. We have full authority. There's nothing of lack. That means that when we talk about the authority, we talk about the inheritance of the kingdom of God, that means that you and I have full access to step in to what God has for us right now. I had somebody recently tell me, I want to be able to pray like you. And I said, well, you can. There's no difference between you and I. Well, I want to pray and I want to see people healed. Like when they, well, you can. There's no difference. He says, if you only believe, you'll see my glory. And we just talked about the glory. When the glory comes, heaven becomes manifested. And when heaven becomes manifested, it becomes tangible. And you can feel it. You can step in it. You can, it's like you can cut it with butter. Ha -ha. Hmm. 
It's all obtainable for those who believe. The new breed will function in the presence and the power of God. The spirit of holiness will come forth and we will have resurrection power. This power will bring obedience of what Christ originally called us to be. And this is what I believe. I believe this is our mandate. And I've said this before. But we would be able to function the way Christ called us to be in. It's Matthew 10, 8. To raise the dead. Heal the sick. Cast out the devils. Freely give. How many of you in here believe, and I want an honest answer. How many of you believe in here right now that you can raise the dead? Come on, raise your hand. Okay. Thank you for your honesty. And I'm going to tell you what, every one of you in this place can raise the dead if you believe. If you believe, you can raise the dead. You have to begin to pull on heaven. You see, as sons and daughters, we have an inheritance from the kingdom. That means that, that if, if you're a son, that you can pull from heaven, just like you would of your father. Hey, Dad, can you know, that 20 bucks? Ah, oh, what do you need, son? Here you go. Is there not anything that a father won't do for a son? I tell you what, for me, honestly, if, if, if I could do unlimited for my, my children. And that's how we spend our inheritance. Raising the dead. Come on, I've seen it. I've seen the dead raised. I'm not going to give you the whole story. I prayed for it and I asked for it. I had a guy die in my meeting. Dead for 20 minutes. Cold body turned blue. He's dead. And I remember asking the Lord. I said, Lord. I remember I went to the back of the stage and I looked in the back and I said, God, you said. Because he did. He says it. You said that I would raise the dead. You said I would see miracles. You said that I would see the, the death here. And you said it. And I said, God, no. And then this is because he gave me a word many years back that he says, I have called you to be a crusader of my exploits. And I remember that word. I said, Lord, you said that I'm a crusader of your exploits, but I haven't seen anything yet. I hadn't seen it yet. I wasn't functioning in that, that realm of the authority yet. And yes, I knew who I was, but I just hadn't seen it yet. I believed. So my conversation with the Lord, I said, Lord, I said, Daddy, I said, I'm pulling it down right now. I want to see it, God. And I tell you what, we step into faith and we win and we pray for that man. He was dead for 20 minutes. And that man was already cold and blue and dead. My, my boys were there. They saw it. They got it on camera. We began to pray for him and just resurrection power. And all of a sudden, the breath of God comes. And you just hear him go, <gasps> and he comes back to life. That's the glory that I'm talking about. That's the resurrection. That's the power that we carry as sons and daughters. Now, 
How many of you in here believe you're as righteous as Jesus? Sign a hand. No? One, two. And I know that's a tough one to even think about. Because immediately what happens is our natural way of thinking, oh, no, I can never be as righteous as Jesus. But the word says that when Jesus died on the cross, it says that the righteousness was imputed into you and I because of the finished work of the cross. That's why we can say that we're sons and daughters and that we are, the righteousness of Jesus is inside of us. That we can go and we're ambassadors of the kingdom. That wherever I step, I take ownership. Right now, this is sovereign ground. Uh -huh. Why? Because I'm an ambassador for the kingdom of heaven. You're an ambassador for the kingdom of heaven, bro. You know that? Holy Ghost. Isn't that powerful? That's what I'm saying. Father, thank you for that. Thank you for the finished work. Thank you for sending your son. <clears throat> Bob Jones, back in the 70s, had a revelation of the new breed. Back in 2008, he released the word, and he says, the new breed were those, will be those that are the partaker of the divine nature. As you begin to grow into the likeness of Christ, you're going to begin to partake of the divine nature. And unless you begin to grow up in that way, you'll continue to mature until you look like Christ all over the world. Jesus was one person. Now get ready to be the Jesus in this world. What does that mean? That means that we are made in the image, that you walk in the likeness, you walk in the righteousness of the Father, you walk because of the imputed, the imputed righteousness that Jesus was inside of you, that you can be him on earth. Ha ha, that's a lot of glory, come on. You see, Christ, Jesus, he was the first of the new breed. He was the resurrected. He was resurrected by the holiness. Uh -oh. This new breed will be motivated by the Spirit of God doing nothing of itself, but only what it sees the Father doing. In John 5:19, it says this. So Jesus answered them by saying, by his own accord, saying, I assure you, most solemnly, I tell you, the Son is able to do nothing of himself of his own accord. But he is able to do only what he sees the Father is doing. What the Son does in the same way. You see, the new breed, those are the torch carriers. Those are the torch carriers. You know, we've had the John G. Lakes, and we've had the A.A. Allens, we've had the William Branhams, and we've had the Maria Woolworth Editors. We've had, we've had the, you know, Simple McPherson. We've had the generals of the past, and God bless everything that they did, but the Lord is bringing a fresh revelation, a fresh wine, a fresh manna, that he's raising up the remnant right now in this season. But it's up to you and I to say, God, here I am, send me. How go, God?
Send me. I want to be that eagle on the edge where I have no choice but to jump. <laughs> I want to go. And you know, that's kind of scary sometimes. Because our natural mind is like, whoa, how far is it down there? <laughs> Man, is, is there water down there? I mean, well, well, I mean, I can't see. There's a little bit of clouds, you know. But the Lord is saying, just jump. I got you. Just say yes. Just say yes, Jody. Just say yes, God, here I am. I don't know what it looks like, but, man, I'm going to take that step because I know you're on the other end. Hmm. They're the torch carriers. The new breed are the pioneers. The people that were in this facility, they had a vision from the very beginning. They were pioneers. They were part of the new breed. They were risk takers. I met somebody the other day and they said, we were in the building where before it was, they were meeting at a, like, I guess it was a community center. And before this place was, and somebody had to have vision. Somebody said, I just feel like God wants to do this. And they began to partner with vision. They began, they began to partner with God. They jumped off the ledge. They jumped. <laughs> Not knowing what it was going to look like. And then they told me this. And they had this little sanctuary on the side, the prayer room. They filled it up. 200 people came. And they said within the next, I think it was a week or two, 500 come. And they had to fill, fill this place up. And then this place filled up. And then within weeks or months or so, they had to build this side because there was no room. There was an overflow. But it's because somebody wanted to partner with God. When you partner with God, vision comes. But you have to take a risk. You have to take a risk. That's what a pioneer does. Can you imagine? What if nobody ever set foot to look for new land? Everybody would be stuck in this little bitty circle. What if we actually thought that the world was flat? It took somebody to get in the boat and say, no, there's something out there. <laughs> Does that make sense to y'all? Are you guys good? Y'all are really quiet today. Y'all are really quiet. Either I'm doing really bad or really good, and you're just like, whoa. But they're risk takers. They're not afraid to take a risk. They're not worried about what people are going to say around them. Jeff, you're writing a new book. You're taking a risk. You're sacrificing your time. And, and, and I remember because we gave you a word back in May that you were going to, that there was going to, you were going to write a book and the Lord was going to do something. And here you are now. You're almost finished with your book. See, the prophetic word brings life. Come on. They're not worried about what people are going to say around them. They only hear what heaven is declaring and what heaven speaks. 
Because heaven's voice is louder than any whisper of the enemy. I was preaching in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I had an encounter with the Lord. And, and I, I don't know, about, I, I think I might have shared this back in May. But I had an encounter with the Lord. And I began to see eagles. And in this encounter, I saw a line of eagles, just straight line in a military style formation. And these eagles were red. They were fully red. And then I heard a loud scream of the cry of the eagle. And I always mess this up when I say it, but I don't know. It was like, wah! <laughs> and I heard this eagle. And as soon as this eagle that was flying made this cry, this scream, every one of the eagles, as long as I could see, stood at attention. And it bucked its chest out. And so now I, had, I saw these eagles and they were in order. They were ready for the orders. And I saw the eagle that was flying. And it was majestic. And it had its, its talons out. And it had a torch under its talon. And it was a fiery torch. And it came and it swept down. And as it swept down, it began to light the torch. It began to light the torches of every eagle that was standing in line. And then the eagles took flight. Those are the eagles of fire. Those are the eagles of fire. That is the new breed. You are an eagle of fire. You have a voice, you have purpose, and you have destiny for this time. You can come to church, you can sit in a pew, and you can do that, and yeah, you're going to go to heaven, because the Bible says that you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart and all that stuff, yeah, you're going to go to heaven, that's great, but what if we could bring heaven to earth? That's what it says in Matthew 6, 33, on earth as it is in heaven, I always use the football analogy, I love football, I used to play football, and I want to be in the game. I remember, you know, wanting to be in the game. And the coach put me in, put me in. I want to be a playmaker. I want to run the ball. I want to spike the ball. I want to score a touchdown. It says that, that there's a chair that is sitting on the side of the throne. And he says, this one is said for my overcomers. How many overcomers do I have in here today? Come on. Three overcomers. No. Y'all don't get it. We got three overcomers in here. Come on, Jesus. Wake us, Lord. Wake us up. Revival will start in you. Jesus is revival. The Jesus in you will bring you life. Partnering with God. John 17, verse 21. It says that they may be all one, just as you, the Father, are in me, and I am in you. 
that they also may be in us so that the world may believe in you that believe that you have sent me. That's partnering with God. You see, vision. The new breed are visionaries. Every one of you has vision. Maybe you just don't know what it is yet. I've had people tell me this. I remember many years ago I was pastoring youth. And one of the, one of the youth at that time was, was one of the pastor's sons. And he came up to me and he says, you know, I don't have a testimony. I don't have a vision. I don't have a testimony. He said, I'm a pastor's kid, man. I, I don't do anything. We all have vision. Vision. Visionaries are spiritual explorers. Come on. <laughs> Did y'all hear that? Visionaries are spiritual explorers. They dare to tread into new territory when other souls will timidly accept it. They are thankful, but they are never satisfied. How many of you find yourself just hungry for more? Hungry for more, yeah, amen. That's the visionaries. I'm thankful for what I have, God. I'm thankful for your word. I'm thankful for your presence, God. I'm thank you for the miracles, but I want more. Show me more. It says that we go from glory to glory. They're thankful, but they're never satisfied. They're continually reevaluating their lives in order to discover the hidden potential. They think creatively. They explore the possibilities. They have a, a limitless perspective. Like Todd was talking about. I need a million dollars to send to Uganda or Zimbabwe. Well, how, how, how do you believe for that? You just do. And God does the rest. Mm. A lot of times what we see in our visions, they don't make sense. They don't. And I remember a time when, when we first started our Radio Air Jesus ministry and the Lord gave us this just crazy ministry about media and evangelism and power evangelism and all this stuff. And I would ask the Lord, I said, Lord, I need people to surround. I need leaders, God. I need people to capture the vision. But sometimes the vision is so raw that the Lord is it's just so raw and it's so alive that people can't see it. Sometimes we can, we, 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 we just can't see it. And then, so, you, so as a pioneer, as a visionary, what happens is we feel alone. We feel like we're alone because, like, man, nobody gets it. Like, nobody understands what I'm, what, they, they just don't get it. So I want to give you three key steps for the visionaries. 
and this is, if you want to write this down, this is good. And it's so simple. Three key steps for the visionaries. Number one, you see it. Because this is God revealing his nature to you. Number two, you speak it. (laughs) This is your faith in action. It's your heavenly agreement with what God says about you. And number three, you do it. You just do it. This is the application of the revelation that God has given you. See, God was the ultimate visionary. Come on. He was the ultimate visionary. First, God saw it. Then he spoke it. And then he did it. Vision is one of those things that can be captured around you. So if you find yourself one of them persons right now in this room, or maybe you're watching online and you're, man, I don't know what my vision is. I don't know what I'm doing. I I don't know what, what God has me to do this season. Then what you do is you surround yourself with those who do have vision. I'm going to tell you what, we didn't step into our ministry into what God had for us until we humbled ourselves and we began to serve others. And in the process of serving another man's ministry and helping them move forward to what God had for them, that's what the Lord birthed our ministry. And I know that's hard to swallow for sometimes for some people. But that totally sounds like the kingdom. To walk in humility, to walk in to serve and to bless. You see, it stirs you. It brings purpose and revelation. It also prepares you for the revelation of your very own vision. Hmm. Because it says where there's no vision, it's in Proverbs 29, 18. Where there's no vision, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom and instruction. It's time for you and I, it's time for us, it's time for the bride to position ourselves. We need to position ourselves with those who have the vision, capture the vision, or share your vision. See, even here, what God's doing here, there's so much vision. And what we did is we came and said, you know what? We want to partner with God in Ohio. I want to partner with the emerging streams. I want to partner with the mantles that have been laid dormant. I want to pick up those mantles. We want to dust them off. And we want to give honor to those. But now, there's a fresh wind. There's a fresh change. There's a fresh renewing. The cobwebs are being blown. And I believe revival is here. We're in this this timing. 
But it's up to you and I to agree with what heaven has already declared. Heaven's already spoken. It's already been declared. It's finished. Jesus finished it all. Emerging streams, we are in a pivotal time right now. And God is about to show us. See, they didn't even know. He didn't even know what we were going to talk about today. He's about to show us his unlimited glory. I want them to bring the bodies here. Bring the dead bodies Bring the demon-possessed. Bring them. People will be set free. People will be healed. People will be delivered. That sounds like the kingdom to me. Zechariah 4.10. For who has despised the day of small things? But these seven will be glad to say to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. These are the eyes of the Lord, which range to and fro throughout the earth. Don't let vision pass you by. It's time to capture vision. It's time to partner with God. Come on, we've done church really well for a long time. We've done church. We know how to do church. But it's a whole other thing when you begin to agree with heaven and what heaven is declaring at this time and this hour. We have to capture it. And we have to tell the whole world about the goodness of God. Amen.